0: This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com.
1: Greetings listeners, this is Alex Jimenez, host of the Fear Free podcast series. For today's show, we have with us not only one of our regular guests, Dr. Jonathan Bloom of Willowdale Animal Hospital, but we are also joined by one of his close clients, Alex Patinos. Welcome and thank you both so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having us, Alex. It's great to be here and to share these stories with you.
1: Now, this is a show I have been very excited about for a while now. Today, through the lens of Patinos and his dog Dakota's experience with Dr. Bloom, we get to hear what fear-free means from a client's perspective. In other words, this is, in many ways, a powerful case study that shows just how impactful fear-free can be for the people and animals that the veterinary industry is dedicated to serving. You can read all the nitty-gritty details about Dakota's story in the September issue of AHA's Trends, but to give our listeners some context, this all started when Dakota and Alex recently started seeing Dr. Bloom. Like so many other cases, Dakota was an incredibly sweet dog at home, but at the vet, you couldn't get near her. However, as those who have been following our podcast know, Dr. Bloom is a leading veterinarian in the Fear Free Initiative and through a series of progressive appointments that involved implementing many of the core fear-free practices, he took Dakota from being a fearful, untouchable, and emotionally compromised patient to a cooperative, secure, and all-around happier dog while at the vet. So Alex Patinos, I wanted to start out by asking you just how this was different for you. I know you've been to the vet before, you've been to other veterinarians, but I wanted to know how it felt being on the other side of this whole fear-free thing and what it looked like from your perspective.
0: Thanks for including me uh on this uh, uh podcast. And um, you know, for us with Dakota, we kind of treat her as a member of the family, and it was uh both concerning and disappointing when we were taking the time and going in uh to get her checked at the vet and we weren't able to get a proper assessment uh sometimes we were having to reschedule a couple of weeks later and still not being able to uh have Dakota get a, a full and proper assessment and when you you view your pet as a member of the family you want her best well-being and so when Dr. Bloom approached us with um you know, the, uh, I've tossed a very new idea of going through the fear-free protocols and how we could, uh, have better experiences and, you know, in, in the long term, actually save time in being able to get what we need done when it was planned to get done. It was a, it was a pretty, uh, intriguing and exciting opportunity that we saw for the benefit of both Dakota and our family.
1: Dr. Bloom, can you tell us about your initial perspective for this?
0: Well, I think we have to put it all in
2: context and I'll tell you how what, you know, what my initial thoughts were, you know, in struggling with Dakota and watching Alex in, in dismay during those initial appointments before we started doing anything. I, you know, and, and in other cases like Dakota's as well, you know, I I sit there and I try my best and I and, and I always worry about the risk for injury for myself, for the pet, for the pet owner. You always worry about losing a client because you feel or you watch as, as that look of dismay, that look of um, unhappiness comes over you know, the owner's face. And I felt uh, unfulfilled as a veterinarian, not being able to carry out my commitment to health care, not being able to do really what I was trained to do. I mean, imagine struggling with a pet, putting yourself at risk, trying to stay on time in your busy schedule and feeling you're about to lose a client making and maybe making the patient even worse, you know, physically, for sure, mentally. It's very frustrating. It's very unrewarding. And you start to feel that it's a very thankless job at times. I mean, it just grates on you all the time when you have to deal with those struggling pets. It's very unsatisfying. Years ago... You know I started looking for solutions to that problem and i i ha- I implemented some some protocols and some programs with with fairly good success, but there was still a gap between some cases like Dakota and um where I needed to be and then then came along Marty Becker in a breakfast that I was having with him, and he was talking to me about this concept of fear free that he was starting and and all of a sudden the door swung open, and I realized that there was a whole um, culture or a whole spectrum of illnesses uh, that I hadn't even touched on in my 20-plus career, 20-year-plus career. And that's the the, the spectrum of of mental health. And as I learned the tools and I saw the progress that we could achieve and and, and I watched Dakota go through that, in other cases like Dakota, I, I became, again, a very proud Veterinarian, I was excited. I felt fulfilled. I, I saw a whole new canvas in front of me, you know, just waiting to be painted. And, you know, it's a great feeling of accomplishment. It's a great feeling of pride. And, and, and we won. I mean, I won as a veterinarian. Alex Petinos won as a dog owner and, and Dakota won because she created her, she experienced these, this, this, uh, great visit and, and subsequent visits and, and got proper health care. So how does it start? Well, it starts with being honest. It starts with speaking to the pet owner, in this case, Alex Bettinios, and saying, Look, Alex, this is not working out the way it needs to go. This is not gonna turn out well. Somebody's gonna get hurt. It's not a good experience for Dakota. She's not gonna get the type of health care that you expect me to provide and that I expect to provide. And and this is just not gonna go down well. So let's just take a step back, let's regroup, and let's try to set you up for success and set the code up for success. Here's a couple of tools that we can implement, a few things that you can start at home, you know, in advance of your visit. Let's reschedule you for a week or two from now. You work on these these programs at home, you know, things like, you know, finding out what's what's her favorite food that you can give her as a treat for when she comes in to see me next putting on these compression shirts, which are believed to be calming for pets, starting her on a medication just, you know, a couple hours before the appointment just to settle her fears or her anxiety a little bit. Let's set her up so that when she arrives, she's already calm and relaxed. And then we can take it from there. And I think, you know, that discussion or that starting point is was really the beginning of something great because Alex know was looking for something better and I think this resonated well with him and and uh, he he jumped at the idea grabbed it and and really to much to his credit bought in right away and said let's try it out we have nothing to lose and uh, it worked fabulous
1: Alex how did it feel to be on the other end of that to see and experience Dr. Bloom putting not only Dakota's physical well-being a priority, but also making her emotional well-being a priority.
0: Right, and um, I have to say, it feels great that you know we 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 have a relationship with a vet for our pet who cares so much. Um, you know, it's not unlike if you're going to have a, a family physician for your, for, for your kids, you, you want one who cares and goes a little bit beyond, you know, just the the normal expectations and, you know, as I was just listening to Dr. Bloom is, I didn't know there was a different way. You know, the stereotypes are always there, you know, from the Marmaduke cartoon of, you know, the, the, the dog doesn't want to go to the vet. That's just, that's expected, you know, so. I didn't know there was a different way. And I, I think, you know, one of the key points that Doctor Bloom uh mentioned and I think a lot of this is just the way it was communicated, it was great when he the time he took to explain it to me and to really take a step back and kind of start from square one, that rather than trying to push the issue with Dakota to kind of force the exam and make it an unpleasant experience for both Dakota and me, and then having a really stressed out dog to get back home, um, rather than pushing it, we, we took a complete step back and then kind of circled back and started the protocol. And, you know, I messed it up the first time. I forgot to give the medication. I did all the other stuff, got her up early, you know, put on the the compression shirt and did all that other stuff and, you know, I got to say it's amazing to see how uh Proud Dakota is when we put the compression shirt on her because we made it like a really nice experience and gave her a treat and she kind of trots a little bit around the house, very proud that she's got it on. Um uh, but understanding what was required of us and understanding that there was a better way and clearly communicating that, you know, we had a really big part in the process to make, you know, the vet visits a better experience. And, you know, it was, it was communicated so clearly and understanding that we wouldn't get it completely right the first visit, that we would continually tweak and adjust it. And certainly, uh, we in some ways we have tweaked and we've done a little more on some things but in other ways dakota because she's had better vet experiences when she goes in she psychologically is dealing with things better you know so just from the simple thing of getting on the scale when initially she'd be pulling at the leash and not wanting to do it because we've now been able to do that a couple of times without incidents. She now doesn't care about the scale. She, she simply trots right up there and stands still. And there's little bits of the process where we don't need to do anything anymore to get her because she's been able to have good experiences. You know,
2: Alex is completely right when he says it's part of the process. And it's always a process. It's not an event. It's not a one-time thing. Veterinarians aren't going to approach dogs and say, this is, you know, that we do it the the philosophy is how we do it but it's always a process it's, a, it's an evolving process it's an evolution and and the pets needs are always changing sometimes they get worse sometimes they get better and so you just make sure you have all the tools and all the resources that you need and really partner with the pet owner so that you can work together to find out what works for all three of you involved all three being you know the pet, the the pet owner, and 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 the healthcare provider. And once you have that sort of, you know, large spectrum or array of of options available to you, you just keep changing and modifying to meet to meet the needs and or exceed the needs, and and there is a solution, and we can make it work. So I, I love that Alex realizes that there's a process, and that. It'll always be changing. And, and that's what excites me, too, as a veterinarian, looking forward, you know, for the years to come. I don't know where we're going to be with Dakota. Maybe we'll be doing very little for her down the road because she's realized that, you know what, coming kind to of the hospital is not really a bad place. It's actually pretty cool. And, and so I'm excited to see where that takes us. I know where it's taken us now, and it's been great.
1: So, Alex, this word process has come up a couple of times as both you and Dr. Bloom have been talking about this. And I'm wondering, because I think there are still some veterinarians and clients alike who may have a bit of concern about how a process feels from the client's point of view. It's kind of an intimidating word. You know, a lot of people think you go into the vet, you wrestle through it, you're in and out, and that's where things stop. They're supposed to get it all done right then and there. And that was not the case in your experience with Dr. Bloom. But it worked out for the better, and so I'm wondering if, not that you can speak for every dog owner out there, but after having gone through that, what you would say to a veterinarian or client who might come at this with a little bit more skepticism?
0: I absolutely can see why, you know, you know, people would perceive, you know, at it, this is it's a lot of work or it's a lot of effort, but. Bottom line, you were looking at you know uh, a member of the family, uh, a pet that you care about. That if the you know the the end result is to get the best care, and it, 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 I always keep going back to just the way it was communicated and explained by Doctor Bloom was very clear uh, in terms of you know this wasn't. Um, you know, a way to to create more visits and more costs. You know, it's always a concern for pet owners. But at, in fact, the, this was a way to, to to minimize visits, to not have to come back to reschedule something that wasn't able to be accomplished. That it was a way to you know book the kind of the the scheduled visit and be able to. Complete it and have it successful and done at once. And you know, I think for as as a pet owner, you know, we, you know, life here in North America is very busy. And you know, when when you can get things done when you need to get them done in the allotted amount of time, that actually, you know, for me personally, um, it, 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 it there's a benefit to me as well. Uh, in that. So, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the whole process um, has been uh, very successful both for Dakota, uh, but also for me as the pet owner.
1: Dr. Bloom, is there anything you want to add to that? Well,
0: if you like being the veterinarian that sees
2: the dog for the last time, and you, you like being, you know, the amount of clients you have reduced, and you like practicing about 20% 20% of the healthcare that you were trained to to practice in school and through your continuing education then then you know continuing to do the same thing we've always done is a perfect solution for you but but if we want to be more up to date and realize that there's there are other healthcare issues beyond physical healthcare that need to be addressed and I think you know just even in human medicine in the last decade you know the the amount of attention that has been given to, you know, mental health issues, you know, there's a much greater awareness of those conditions. And it's probably not much different from dogs. I think we have to up our game. And I think we have to be aware if we're, if we're healthcare providers, we have to be aware of what the issues are. And and we have to address that. And those issues are there. Those issues are real. And, you know, fear free in this approach to healthcare is is really i think the next the, the next big advance in, in healthcare that that we have to offer and and as you know alex had said before you know pet owners just didn't realize that there there was another way and, and i think veterinarians are the same didn't realize that there was another way and there probably wasn't until now so so we we've, we've got a lot to do still but we are well on our way
1: That is extremely well said, Dr. Bloom. Now, I wanted to ask one final question. Here we are doing this podcast. Alex, Dr. Bloom, you guys have been incredible to have on the show and to hear this story. And it really sounds like the two of you have a very strong doctor-client bond. And that's something that we really think that Fear Free has the potential and we're hearing more and more of creating, especially in a case where it may not have existed before, so I was wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about that before we sign off today.
0: Sure, uh, I can certainly comment um, on this because we've we've had uh, a dog previously and had a, a different vet. That uh, you know the the dialogue and the communication that's been created, and when we see the the care and the interest that Dr. Bloom has in Dakota uh, certainly gives us uh you know a, a closer relationship than I would say most uh you know pet owners and vets have uh certainly for Dr. Bloom I think it's great in the sense that um there's less risk he'll lose us as a client uh and certainly for us it gives us the assurance that our pet is getting you know really personalized uh, health care to the point where Dakota did have a bit of a, a dizzy, fainting spell a few months ago, and I felt very confident to call the clinic, left a message, and got a call back from Dr. Bloom, I think, in about 10 minutes, and um, so it, it just it creates a better understanding and a better overall uh, sense of health care, um, and so it, it's, it's been a real positive for us there um, altogether. You know, and I and I made a commitment when I
2: started veterinary medicine that I would, you know, as I started to grow a clientele and, and get connected with these pet owners and as I as a person started to mature some more, you know, I, I decided I, I can't leave my high my, my clients high and dry. I can't I can't leave them uh trying to figure this stuff out for themselves and um you know in, in cases like Dakota though I didn't know that I would be able to fulfill, you know, that commitment that I made because I didn't know how I could get near that dog. I didn't know how I could help her. All I knew is that I had a dog who was in need of health care and was a lovely dog. I mean that this dog is a great dog at home. I heard all the stories. I knew that the owners loved her very much and I knew that there was a need. I just didn't know how to help them. And then you know, as we work through this, I realized, oh, well, I can help them. And, and so uh, it's been very rewarding for me because I get, to, I get to keep my commitment that I made to myself. And that is, I'll always be there for the patenioses when they need me. And I'll always be there for, for clients, uh, you know, regardless of what their pet's condition is, we can help them all.
1: And that's definitely our goal. Thank you again both so much. I really can't tell you uh, how encouraging it is to hear this firsthand from you both and to see this really take shape and have an impact on really everyone involved in the process. So uh, take care, Dakota. She's in great hands. And uh, Dr. Bloom, I will talk to you soon. Thanks
0: for including me and uh, really happy to be part of the process. And, And, you know, I'll take this time also,
2: Alex, just to say thank you for allowing me to help you through this process and, and helping Dakota. Um, I, I think we all will really benefit and and take great pride in knowing what we've accomplished together. And and it really is not just me looking after Dakota. It is a partnership and I've really enjoyed the experience and continue to look forward to many years uh looking after Dakota uh and you. So now thanks for having us and um I'm just very excited about where this all goes down the road so so uh, thank you again for including us
1: great thank you
2: pleasure have a good day
1: as always be sure to check out fearfreepets.com to learn more the folio.com if you are already certified to utilize the resources and toolbox we have on there for you and if you can pick up a copy of aha's september trends issue to read a little bit more about dakota's story thanks